everyone! Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram live podcast where I get to talk to some really cool people. And today is no exception. I get to see Paul's face for the first time. This is exciting. And the question is, will he match his headshot? I don't know. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I think we're going to generate some fun conversation because Paul's a really cool guy. I met him on Clubhouse. I talk about Clubhouse a lot. I know. I have a problem. But... I, I think he's hilarious and not putting him on the spot, but hopefully, hopefully the hilarity will come through. Now, I'm going to try and invite him in. So let's see if this works and we try and do all the Instagram stuff. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. Sending. And hoping it works. Don't hate me today, Instagram. Let's do it. Ah, this is so nerve wracking. Okay. Okay, you do not match the headshot you sent me, sir. I'm throwing it out there. Completely unexpected. I missed the first part because I was trying to... That's fair. Paul, there is no facial hair in your headshot. And I'm like, who is this person? It is not matching your headshot. If you came into casting, they would be upset. Yep. And that's why I need to cut my hair. That's cut your... Yeah, that's... I mean, I can still see the Paul from the headshot. I can. But it took me a while. Like, is this the right Paul? Did I invite the right person in? We're talking. I recognize your voice, so it is. But I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah, but but that's the next thing. I'm going to... This kind of goes away. I'm just... I'm celebrating, I think, one year. It's today or tomorrow or it was yesterday. My one-year anniversary of not... Cutting my hair. Happy anniversary. Not shaving, not showering, not bathing. I did preface that you're a comedian, but if people miss that and they just think, who is this person that Robin's talking to? I'm okay with that as well. That's fine. Who's this homeless guy? I mean, thank you for saying that. I'm like, who are you, Paul? It's, I mean, but look at how versatile you are. You can be clean, but also this person, I'm like, Fascinating, all the different sides of you. This is so exciting. This is what you look like. Hi, Paul. Okay. I've heard your voice. I've seen your headshot light up around the gray. But this is <laughs> no shave 2020. You're getting some some good shout outs. Have you done an Instagram live before? Or should I walk you through it before we commence our interrogation? You know what? Walk me through it just in case. Because I've done, I've, I've like popped into somebody else's. Mm. But I haven't actually been invited to one I don't think well because uh, they know what you look like and I understand why this is not very camera appealing <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna surprise so here's what I've been wanting to do or, or should we should we address it later okay let me I'll do a quick rundown so you can see people can you see that people are writing comments yes okay so people will write comments you might know them I might know them we both might know them very exciting Sometimes there's questions. I might not address every question. I might not address every comment because there is a delay. And look, as funny people, we tend to kind of ramble sometimes. So we appreciate the comments. We just not, might not address all of them, but we see them and we thank you. That is my spiel. Perfect. Do I sound okay or should I? Yeah, you sound good. Or should I plug in my microphone? Oh, fancy. Do you want to try it? I- I'm indifferent, honestly, either way. I'm curious to see if it would work. Are, yeah. are we, 
you know, I don't want to mess up your show. We could always do this at another time. Maybe we should. You know what? Thank you for respecting the sanctity of the show that has absolutely no structure. I appreciate that. Wonderful. I can't believe that we have 12 viewers. I know, 13. It's a, uh, this is, this is a, uh, this is a big one for me. This is, <laughs> does can this I tell you? Good? It looks, does, oh, you look professional. Does it look more professional? It looks so professional, especially the fact that it's not plugged in is amazing. And they just think you have this mic that's crappy. Oh, then maybe I shouldn't use it. <laughs> well, you're not endorsing anything oh. or the other. Nope. And then I have my, I want to start traveling. Look at this. What is that? It is. Looks like it's something you use for an eye exam. It's to record, but it has a built-in gimbal. That's very fancy. So, are you so recording this right now? Are we are we recording a record? Uh, should it's I? Very. I don't. From it's meta. I, I'm okay. You. I'm just. I might record myself so that I can use this for. Is this uh, going to be on your demo reel? Guys, check this out. I did a podcast. Kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. That looks good. Do you also but, like how I called this a podcast? I, I didn't initially. But then every other millennial was doing a podcast. And I said, I should call this a podcast. So I feel really cool. I call, I call shows on Clubhouse. Well, I call them shows. Amazing. Because they are, right? I it's a like performance. They, yeah, I feel like they are. Um, and then I've got, you know, so I've, I've got it set up like even on a tripod. I can put my, my audio right here. So I want to start traveling. That's what I miss. I have my passport. Let's, let's see the coat. Let's see the numbers so we can replicate it accordingly. Yeah, good. Block it off. Good. Good call. Is this See, the guy and that's, that's the guy I was expecting. That is the person. Make sure nothing confidential. Paul, put it off. Make sure no one can see it. I, I'm, watching this, I'm watching the serpent and people steal identities. I'm just saying. He's very good at it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to like you, but you're very good at what you do. Oh, I like that. Yeah, talented I, individual. I like that. So, yeah, I, I'm liking this. I got to start doing this. But I think I've been kind of embarrassed to have this look. So I think you I gotta own it. What? You're owning it. You're like, this is who I am right now. I mean, I, ooh, somebody likes Harry. Yes, yeah, someone likes Harry. <laughs> I've had a few compliments. I've, I've, you know, I've had a few compliments, and you're married, right? I am. So it doesn't matter what you. Doesn't matter what you think. I, actually, I was gonna comment. I know. Look, my husband. I've never. He's never had hair this long. So. I don't know how you feel about having your hair this way, but he needs a cut yesterday, that kind of feeling. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm about to, like I said, I'm probably celebrating one year of not shaving. I, I have showered and, and, and bathed. I, I know you have, but uh, thank you for clarifying for the other viewers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, I did book that Uber, Uber Eats commercial where I, was, where I had a, a wig, a blonde wig, and I was Garth. And they liked this. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I can get more work. And then I was supposed to. I was trying to get a, an audition for Mayans AC. Is that what it's called? The spinoff from Sons of Anarchy, which is like the Latino motorcycle gang. And I feel like this is the look that they would want. So my plan is just do some self headshots, which I, I, I know are, may not be professional, but do some self headshots, then actually cut my hair 
and shave the, I mean, like trim the beard so it's like professional, do some more self headshots, and then shave everything and then do professional headshots, pay someone to do headshots for me. But then they can see it's smart though, because you'll never like you can grow this and then they know and you don't have to grow it out again unless necessary for a role. Versus you uh, when someone says, how did your facial hair grow? And you're like, I don't have a picture. I didn't take it. So this this look that you have is all in the name of acting. It is. Bravo, sir. It is. It really is. I'm, I'm very, and now that it's getting warmer in Vegas, very, un, it's getting very uncomfortable. Like it's warm. It's like, oh, this is going to be too warm. I can already feel it. Like I'm starting to sweat and stuff. I should have turned my AC I feel down. it. And I don't have that. But I feel your, like the heat is being generated through this. I'm like, oh. Spitzing. Okay. But I can I tell you what was so funny? I again, this is me. I've had people not show up to my Instagram live. So I've had to do it on my own. So you're a businessman. And I'm like, I'm messaging you. And I saw that you saw it. And then you did a like today. And I'm like, Okay, good. He's going to be here. But I noticed that like you were on Clubhouse right before. And I respect your Clubhouse hustle. You are just on it all the time. And I don't know how you do it. I had to I had to walk away a bit. It's a lot. It's a lot, but but you know what? Uh, I try to do things strategically. I mean, there there is method to my madness. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, but I feel like, and you know what? The thing is, I sometimes always feel that like, oh my God, this is the next big thing. But I feel like Clubhouse really is. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm looking to, to monetize it, not for my friends, not from people that, that I enjoy helping but rather from corporations and also from uh, f from f from um, the Android users that are coming. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to have any problem taking advantage of their generosity because they're going to want to know how to set up their bios, you know, um, how to promote themselves. So I'm trying to, I don't know, put together some kind of beginner's program that they can buy or you know what even for a dollar i don't know you know i'm, I'm trying to work all that out but thank I you mean, for i like to give things away for free but no yeah you take people's money starving actors that's really healthy but <laughs> i can i give a shout out to send jen ken i apologize i don't know your real name or that is your real name and that's cool but uh i agree uh it's expressed that he's probably sleeping in a uh, probably on clubhouse sleeping in a room right now where you just go in those rooms but don't really contribute and then you get people to follow you. That's where I was. That's exactly where I was. Oh, so that's so why you, you caught me on Clubhouse. Uh, and that's exactly where I was. And that's Sinead. Um, yeah, that, that is Sinead. I think that's Sinead. It is Sinead. Oh, Sinead. Hi, I apologize. And, and you know, forgive me because this is my first time. So I don't know like if the phone is too low. I feel like it should be a little bit higher. But Do I, you want to fix your angle? I want you to feel that we can take in your facial hair in all its glory. But then uh, what I, I need something to put this on because I did. Oh, there it is. I'll be right back. I <laughs> hope I'm wearing pants. I'll be right After back. After these messages. Yes. So I've already seen another side of you today, Paul. So that's fair. Uh, well, he's away. Guys, this is exciting. Paul looks completely different than his headshot. So anything can happen on these Instagram lives. Thank you all for staying with us while Paul decided to have a moment to regroup. And then is this going to be too Oh, But look, you got the mic in. That looks really cool. Oh, you, got some, you got some hearts. People are liking this. Is this even better? Or is... 
That's, oh, no, 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 go down, go down. Frame your whole face. Yeah, there you go. And now I see your whole face, and now it's, yeah. I like it. Do you like it? You want to throw in a mic? Is that like a chapeau? What are we doing with this? It's my yarmulke. The, the pop filter, is that? Okay, it's your yarmulke. <laughs> Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Lovely. But I feel like then this blocks me. How long is this? I don't want to, I don't want to waste your, you know, your whole show just me dicking around. I mean, sometimes it's 20 minutes, half an hour. Sometimes it's an hour. It really depends on how good the conversation is. It's been okay so far. Honestly, I've had worse conversations. I've had better. I, I expected more. I really thought you'd be more prepared. That's what happens. I, I set the bar a little too high for you in my head, but you're, you're doing okay. I think, uh, I think the conversation will get better from here. And I think it's, uh, you're learning. Yeah, and I love gadgets, as you can see. So I, I actually yeah, you're a bought... fidgeter. I'm I'm gonna get dizzy on this Instagram live. It's the first time I vomit on this thing. It should be fun. <laughs> it won't be the last if we keep. Won't doing be it. the last, dear God! I hope it is. <laughs> Such an awkward feeling. I don't like that. But, All right, sir. Let's yes. let's discuss actual things. I actually okay. look me being organized and the person that I am. I did print off your whole bio because there's a lot of things to address that people should know. And here's why I think you're awesome. Uh, can we please discuss your whole comedy group that you started? I, I love that story. When you first told it to me, I'm like, everyone should hear this story. I think it's fascinating. Wonderful. You're talking about Salsation in Chicago, my Latino improv and sketch comedy group, which I feel to this day, uh, we might, yeah, I'm sure by now others have come along, but I feel we were the first. We were the first, we didn't, but that was before Latinx existed or Latinx. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think it's Latinx because that sounds like Kleenex. And that's probably, I shouldn't say it, say it that way. So it must be Latinx. I'm, I'm learning as I go along as well. You know, I'm, I'm like that old, like that old guy who's like kind of like your grandfather, maybe who's a little racist, but you're like, well, he's old. You know, so sometimes I feel that way because I don't I, think I'm you're old enough. enough to say that. You're not, you have to be at least like 65 plus and you're not 65. I look great though for 65. Oh, though. that's true. If you say you were 65 and you come in, whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, so then, okay. I'm not, it's not that. Then I'm just, yeah. So Latinx, we're a Latino improv and sketch comedy group that came out of the second city. Well, improv Olympic in the second city. We all met at improv Olympic in Chicago and we kind of looked around and we we're like, is this it? Like, are, are these the only Latinos in Chicago that do improv? Even though, you know, Chicago's maybe, even at the time was 20, 25, 30% Latino. It's like, where are we? And we just felt like it was a voice that wasn't being heard. And this was back in the 1900s. So this was, you know, the late 1900s, but it was the 1900s nonetheless. Good clarify. Again, you said you were 65. So how old are you, Paul? Okay. <laughs> uh, only my hairdresser knows for sure. Wait, so... We started Salsation, Tilda Del Toro and I, whom I host Chicagoans in Hollywood with. Uh, and that's why we started doing Chicagoans in Hollywood with again, because we're like, look, you know, we put together a good thing, this Salsation. We were the co-founders. Uh, and we basically, anyone that was Latino and did improv, we're like, you're invited. So we had a meeting. We, we, we set up the group. Uh, of course, we invited uh, Horatio Sands, but he was already like Chicago successful in that he was already like on the ETC stage at Second City and then soon after left for Saturday Night Live. Uh, we asked Armando Diaz. So anyone that that knows that does improv and, and has done the Armando Diaz theatrical experience at Hootenanny, 
which is an improv show. He was, you know, and these are people that when I first got there, I'm like, does this guy really even exist? Because I never met him. And he only taught like the, 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 the higher end classes, the five and the six, along with Del Close. I never met him to like the first day of class, Del Close, but you know, that's a little bit different story. Uh, so I was like, do, do these people even exist? Like, are we getting scammed here? And the answer was, yes, they exist. And yes, maybe we're getting scammed. I don't know. Um, so we invited Armando. And of course, he, you know, he was already beyond it. You know, he, he was one of the founding members of Upright Citizens Brigade. You know, he was there since the beginning. So it wasn't like he was going to be like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to do improv with some, you know, startups just because they're Latino. Like, no, thanks. You know, which I, I of course, I understand. Why, why would he? Um, so, so we put this group together and we soon after that went down to Austin, Texas to do a show at um, the Big Stinking Improv Festival. And that's where I actually met Rick Nahara, who's been hanging out a lot in Clubhouse as well. So um, we went there, we put this group together, and then we ended up writing a show called Touched by an Anglo, which is what I'm thinking that you want to maybe get to. So we did Touch by an Anglo, and we found some success in Chicago. We were at the Second City building, but we were uh, at Donnie's Skybox. So it wasn't like we were a main stage show, just to you know, be clear about that in full disclosure. But Second City was very supportive of us. And they wouldn't just let anybody use their space. They, they would make sure that the show uh, was a quality show. And of course, we did the show in, in the vein of Second City, which was a full sketch show, and then a little bit of improv, maybe within it, and then improv at the end, just to show people that we could improvise. So a very traditional Second City show. Uh, and they loved it, and we kept getting extended. What well, was supposed to be maybe a month or two month run turned into, I think, five or six months. And it got pretty popular in that we even went down to a Latino neighborhood called Pilsen, uh, to, and I think it was called the Black Box Theater. I don't even know if it's still there. And we did our show there. And the, the, I was watching, there's a Salsation documentary on YouTube. And one of the, Amr, who, he was, who was half Pakistani and half Colombian. So we, we were reaching, we're like, all right, you're a little Latino? Come on in. But he has a great story in that he wormed his way into the group, which was fantastic. I, I love the story. And if you want, I can tell it or for another day. But uh, so, so we started doing improv down in Pilsen. And like Amr said, uh, we didn't even start during theater season. He goes, Latinos don't even know what theater se season is. So we found success without even, you know, like trying in Pilsen because the, the, the audience was hungry for it because they'd never seen a Latino improv sketch comedy group. Uh, and, and that, but also was a point of contention between the members, the original members of, of Salsation because half of them were like, no, we're improvisers. We just improvise. We're, you know, we're improv Olympic. Imp and that's the two schools of thought. Improv is in and of itself an art form and mm -hmm. improv stands on its own and that's the show, you know, so each show is different. Each show is improvised and it's quality, hopefully. Uh, and then Second City is like, no, you use improv as a tool to write a sketch show. And then maybe you do a little bit of improv to show to prove that you can do improv kind of a thing and, and entertain the people with improv. So half the group was like, no, if you guys are going to start doing sketch, forget it. We're out. So we at one point lost half of our group. So maybe there was only we we're down to three or four members. And then we were slowly rebuilt. Uh, I, I, I know that even Amy Garcia with two E's was in our group. And I think now she's like super successful. She's on in movies or television. I, I really didn't keep in touch with her.
But uh, so we had some some strong members. Uh, I remember Ithamar uh, Enriquez. Is that his name? He wanted to be in the group, but for some reason they didn't want him. And and you know he he has like he's done stuff. You know he's. I, I was laughing because you asked me if that's his name. I, that I don't his... know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you weren't even born then. How would you know, right? <laughs> so so uh, yeah, I think well, I know his first name is Ithamar, and uh, so so we, you know we had our growing pains, and then our show found success and then we each individually started finding a little bit of success it's kind of like that it's just like that snl sketch i don't know if you've seen it chicago improv which is a hilarious saturday night live sketch called chicago improv and it kind of addresses all these issues or i think uh, uh keegan michael key was also in a movie about like chicago style improv where you know you start finding a little bit of success i got put on a show called uh, what about joan which is which was a joan cusack show and then that's when we're like, well, maybe we should start, maybe we should move to LA. Let's go to LA and do the show. I then had another breakup with the group because they're like, well, you can't use Celsation. Celsation is, is here. It's, it's the six of us and only three of you are going. So we're like, all right, well, we'll figure it out when we get to LA. So we went and that's when we formed Barrio Speedwagon. And then, so Barrio Speedwagon became then we, but we still did Touch by Nangle because we had written many of those sketches so we're like well you know if you guys want us to do your sketches we we will respect that but they're like no you know you can do what you know but we couldn't do a lot of them because the, the people that wrote it stayed in chicago so we're like you know what okay so we formed barrio speedwagon and then we, we we got an agent and a manager and uh you know representation the three of us that were there so we're like you know what let's why would we go back to chicago and i'd sold everything i was in the ice cream and gourmet the gourmet ice cream and coffee business so I'd gotten rid of everything. I was like, I don't need to go back. This was in 2000. So uh, we, stay, I, we stayed in, in LA and continued to perform and you know, try to find work. And I, I, I got a uh, Del Taco uh, campaign. And I was like, this is easy. Cause like six months in, I'm at, at a Del Taco. I'm like, what's everyone complaining about? Are you kidding me? We have an agent, we have a manager. I've, I've, I've got, a, I've got a, a commercial campaign. You know, then reality, of course, eventually just hits you in the face and you're like, oh, God, what was I, what was I doing? But, you know, luckily, like, you know, I, I went out there with a little bit of money because I had sold everything and I was, I was doing all right. And I would sell cigars to support my acting habit. So I, I brought my business out there to, to, and, you know, there was no, I didn't have to go wait tables or be at a job at a Did certain Did you say hour. to support your acting habit? Yeah, that's the yes. Yeah, it's such an opposite. Like I do something else to support my support my cigar habit. We were like, no, I sell cigars to support my acting habit. I thought that was very interesting. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because uh, and, it, and you know, of course, it wasn't just an acting habit, but it was something that I was cultivating. But that's kind of the that's how I make light of the fact that you know you don't work all the time and and uh, you know so you have to have some kind of other income so that you're not that starving artist. So that, you know, so, so that was, uh, yeah, that was our move. That was Barrio Speedwagon. And we did the show also at the Improv Olympic. Uh, and the same thing, you know, it got extended from like a two week run to like a month to two months to three months. And, I, and that's what helped us find uh, management, Barrio Speedwagon. I love that name, thank you. Yeah, it's a very funny name. Thank you. If you're above a certain age, yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I think people would still get it. I hope so. I I would hope so, but a lot, you know, you, you get a lot. Of, I'm getting more blank stares now than I used to. 
for like. I really pleasure. wanted to do a blank stare, but I've already committed to understanding it. That would have been fun. I don't get it. What is it? Mario Mario Speedwagon? Is it like you're it? in a bar, but you're also like on speed in a wagon? Is that, is, is what that it, it is? A barrio is speed that, Yeah, that sounds right. That's... And touched by an Anglo almost was touched by an uncle, but that was a little too... Oh! <laughs> I was a little no. too, even then, even in the late 90s, I was a little too much. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, I mean, people would have seen it. People, things would have been written. But the, choosing the name, I think, is so important. I, I think that's such an, because that will determine when you see them, will I see them? Am I interested in them? If the name makes me laugh, I want to see them. And your names make me laugh. So I would have seen you. Well, I, yes. And you know what? That was half the battle. Like, we did have really, really... Uh, and I love punny names like that. But when, when even now, when I tell people about our show, people laugh. And I, I don't think that, you know, they're just being kind. I, you know, they, they find humor. And that was even then when we go promote it, it was like laugh after laugh after laugh. Like, hey, we're Barrio Speedwagon. You get a laugh. Our show is touched by an angle. You get a laugh. And then, you know, if I, if I have to describe the show, you know, we had a, a sketch called uh, Who Wants to Be an American Citizen, where the more questions you answered the, the you know you go from a green card to to a, to a work permit to a or vice versa uh and then to full-on citizenship and of course the indian guy won and he had the full turn it was armor you know he's pakistani but you know close enough had the turban on and he sat cross-legged and was almost like a snake charmer and joe nunez played regis philbin and had him down like next question you know, I'm pointing this crooked finger at Amr and, but we had all the stereotypes in that. We, we had the Afghani woman in full hijab who was Ramon, a, a man. And he, he would only answer, I go, you know, so they, and it this worked is, at the time. I was just, as you're saying this, could you have done this show nowadays? Cause you're saying this and I'm just seeing a lot of, no, a lot of this is not, this wouldn't happen. Right. And I don't know. I wonder that myself. I'd like to remount it almost and see if it would get any, any, I mean, because it was, it was very well written. And we also, like a second city show, we had blackouts. Sure. One of them ended up being, uh, you know, Joe's trying to pick up uh, a girl at a bar and it turns out that she goes, he follows her to the bathroom or she follows him to the bathroom and pees standing up. You know, uh, we had cooking with Frida, which, Again, it was a sketch that worked on several levels because people that never even heard of Frida Kahlo and some of them being Latino uh, were just, they loved this crazy lady that had a cooking show. But if you knew Frida Kahlo and she was always mad at Diego Rivera for cheating, she's cutting peppers and you know, she's cutting his penis. And so people that knew that story <laughs> knew, and you know, Lorena Bobbitt, had, I think had, that probably just happened. So there were a lot of topical things that helped it work then and again, I don't know if it would if it would work now. And our closing number, we were a boy band and we were called the Wet Backstreet Boys. Which do you know what the, I mean? You know, you I don't know if you I don't know if, if you snow Mexicans know what Wet Backstreet Boys are. <laughs> I I have not been called a snow Mexican in such a long time. <laughs> that classic <laughs> Canadian term. Well, is it? Have you heard that before? Is that? I, I have heard it before, but when you said, I'm like, I don't remember the last time someone used that joke because I usually talk to Canadians, I guess. But, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's making its way to the U.S. 
and and the boy so so for those that don't know a wetback is a derogatory term for a mech usually mexican that comes from mexico and swam across oh, the river i didn't know that and i just thought the name was funny but that is interesting. racist very that, you shouldn't laugh at that that's what I'm no I, I i said interesting i didn't say it was yeah. funny oh you I, didn't okay no you giggled. i heard you giggle um well, uh, you know what? I think I was giggling because I'm like Backstreet Boys. So now I know that that the is wet Backstreet Boys. So it worked on several levels. You know, we were a boy, and and each one of us we were a stereotype. I remember I was I was in an orange prison suit, you know, with handcuffs and had like Department of Justice on the back. Amr was was uh, at one point he was the Rico Suave type with the shirt open down to here. Ramon was was a waiter. Uh, uh, Sandra Chavez was a a Barbie. Well, I'm sorry, she was a maid. But Sandra Chavez also wrote a sketch called Mexican Barbie. And she came out in a maid's outfit and was like, you know, the possibilities are limited. And she would go through this whole spiel of being, you know, a little Mexican girl. You can be anything you want, you know, a, a, a house, a, a, you know, a, a maid, a, a uh, what, what else, what, what else, a, a cook, a, you know, things like that. So she was all the bad stereotypes. And Sandra was, was, um, she worked for Harley Davidson. She was in their marketing department. She, she was like a, a marketing genius. But, you know, so so we had all types of sketches. We had one sketch where Ramon Chavez was a hibaro, which is a farmer, and he hated the internet, but then his kids taught him how to use the internet to build a, a better fence. You know, so there were like, you know, like palate cleansers. So it was funny, 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 palate cleanser, right. funny, funny, funny. You know, black just lip blackouts, things like that. And then the Wet Backstreet Boys, which was either the Wet Backstreet Boys or Encinco, or Encinco de Mayo. Was, these are names that, that, that were coming I up. I find this, but even as you're saying this, and some of the stories, I don't, again, I'm not, I just don't know a lot of things. So it's interesting to me, if I were to see that show, what I would find funny, but not understanding it. And that's what I find so interesting about comedy, how you can do something and it can have so many different meanings or Ha like just kind of digs, but not everyone would get it on the full level. And I, I just, I find that so interesting. Well, I and I think that that is why our show worked because it worked on so many different levels where, mm -hmm. and, and, and you don't know it because A, A well, you're, you're, from, you're in Canada. So maybe you, you didn't get all, you know, you wouldn't get all the references that were, you know, you didn't grow up close to the, to, you didn't grow up around Mexicans you know, or Latinos, I would imagine, you know, so, so a lot of these, even if you weren't Latino, you would still get the references because your best friend is Latino, or you just grew up in that, in the neighborhoods in Chicago, or just in the Midwest. And the nice thing is that our group was made up of Latinos from everywhere. So whether they were from LA, or Texas, you know, by the borders, by the border towns, or Chicago, or even Cubans from like New York. Uh, so the show, and we, we wanted it to work on those many different levels, where, or if you were, if you had zero reference and you weren't maybe even very well educated, you would come and you would still laugh because there was a, there was physicality to it too. Like we had silly ones. Like one was judge booty who was this Puerto Rican judge with a big ass, you know, just, you know, not highbrow, but, you know, but then she was addressing issues that might be a little bit more like a divorce, a pending divorce. So, you know, so it got physical laughs because she'd get up and when she'd turn around her, her, you know, before that was a popular thing, her big butt was, was you know, hanging out. So the we just had all- comedy. There's something that? that's so lost online now when people are doing comedy, the physical comedy is so important. 
And I, I remember seeing sketches or shows where people don't say anything and it's all physical and they don't have to say anything. It's just what their body is doing and what we are seeing in that scene. It, it just pretty much sells itself. Have you ever done scenes like that? Or am I saying something? Did I lose you? You were kind of just talking, but no sound. Okay, as you were, sir. Uh, you did lose your sound. I think you're saying that. And that's okay. That's why we do the Instagram lives because I like to keep it fresh. Challenge you. Life was too easy when everything goes the way it's supposed to. Did you try to use your mic? Oh, wait, I don't know why I'm asking you questions. You can't talk right now. Oh, no, now you froze. Oh, dear. Instagram, we were doing well together. This is what happens. Uh, for those of you just joining, we're not sure what happened with Paul, but I'm hoping he'll be back soon. <laughs> Paul spoke too much, and so Instagram decided he needs a break. He's going to take a water break, maybe come back. We'll find out. Maybe uh, maybe it's me. Sometimes that happens and I'm not aware. But yes, the wonders of technology. Oh no, he's completely gone. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you all for staying with me right now. I think he's gonna come back. Let's try and invite him again. Here we go. And then it's like it never happened for people that join in afterwards. And we're waiting and we're praying. I get very religious on these lives. Ah, <laughs> I hear you now. It, that was entertaining. Uh, someone commented that because you spoke too much, Instagram decided to stop your feed. That is funny. That is my funny. my cousin from Mexico is here. Just joined Lauda. Hi. Whom I whom I haven't seen in a very long time. I think it's because yeah, I was talking too much. The refs made the call to kick you out. This is funny. Uh, <laughs> Very funny audience. I enjoy that. I call them the audience because that makes sense to me. But viewers, whatever the word is, I don't know. Audience. I like it. I think we're so starved to do live shows that we, you know, we call it, uh, I call it an audience. I call it a show. Uh, I know that w when I did the intellectual podcast with an X, like sexual and intellectual, uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the, the David, who runs the intellectual, he calls it a panel. And, oh, that, yeah, sounds, and, that sounds intellectual. And Whitney, uh, Whitney, she calls it a symposium. That's fancy. And I was like, that's a little too fancy. But hi, Laura, my cousin Laura from Mexico. I don't think she's seen me like this either. No one's ever seen me like this. Honestly, I think we're, this, this Instagram live, if not to serve only the purpose of what does Paul look like now, that's worth it in and of itself. Thank you. Yeah, which is funny because for the past year, I've gotten used to the way I look, but nobody else has, you know, I, and no one's really seen me. I got, I got that Uber Eats commercial. I did that, but, uh, and then I auditioned for a few more things and, and they were like, no, keep the beard. We, we want the beard. So well, like, it's right, a hard, so right? It's a lot to grow and you can't just tell someone grow it. So there is definitely a niche for you right now that I would, I would milk as much as you can. Such a weird but, saying milking something. I'm not <laughs> saying like milk your beer. That's a very weird, <laughs> just uh, you know, just milk it. Uh, okay. I've, and I've never had this before. So it's, it's crazy. And then I, it's long enough that I can, I like to put it in. I should have done that. I forgot. Oh my God to do a, a Salvador Dali. 
That's that's fancy. That's when you get a particular audition and you're that that villain that makes that choice to just play. I can see you getting a role like that. You have to make it a little more organic. I'm really it, it was a struggle for a bit there. This is <laughs> this has become Robin teaching Paul how to twirl a mustache. I have a lot of experience, so. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, it's actually it's all fake, guys. The facial hair is not real. What about but glasses? What about glasses? Oh, I don't for this, whatever you want. If you want to read if you can read the comments without, sure. Take them off. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I sure I can read them, no problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> believable. That's classic sarcasm. I mean, in order to read, I it, it is the opposite because I need them to see far, and by far even this. But to read, I, I have to take them off to read. Well, yeah, it's because you're 65, we've discussed. I'm 65 years old. Don't look a day over 64, Paul. You look great. Ugh. Imagine you know, if oh, I actually you, took care of myself. You're doing okay. Well, it looks like you're drinking a juice. Uh, again, I can't see, even though I have contacts in, but. Press are you juicery. See, I feel like you're missing a prime opportunity to advertise for everything that you sell, like cigars. Smoke uh, one now. I could, I could grab one, and I almost did if I'd had a little bit more time. I was going to open, and I, we, you know, we make an 18-inch cigar that wouldn't even fit in here. I, I have it right there if you want to. If you'd like to see my 18-incher, I'd be more than happy to. Just like this is this wasn't a kid show, but it's also not meant to be that kind of show. So we're. Uh, this is what I get. This is, I had a sense we would get in that headspace. I'm trying to keep it clean and you're doing a terrible job, but that's okay. I'm surprised it took this long for us to get there. Because I'm trying to be professional. Look, I put on like the business casual shirt. I'm trying to be professional. Uh, it's, the struggle is real. It's a, it's a bit of a challenge, but I do. Okay, I have, I do legitimately have questions I want to ask because yes. one of the things I thought fascinating on your resume was that you were on Mad TV. And I don't know if anyone knows about, what you don't think Mad TV was fascinating? No, I do, but- Or were I, you I not know. really on Mad TV and you lied on your resume and I'm calling you out? That one. That's what happened? <laughs> that one. No, 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 I, I'll, ex I'll explain myself. And, and you know, I could just say yes, 100%. But you know, I always want full, full transparency. It felt like I was on it, but they never hired me because I would do like two or three episodes a year, it felt like. But, you know, because all my friends from Chicago were on it, but I would audition, you know, the first time I got on, I, I just got on because I auditioned and, and I got the part, but it got to the point where they, they were in the writer's room and they, they would be like, hey, how about Paul Vato for that? They'd be like, nah, he was just in the sketch last week. They'd be, be like, so that's why I was like, well, just hire me. I mean, cause I was there every Friday anyways. Uh, so, you know, cause my friends like Ike Barinholtz, Josh Myers, who's Seth's brother, uh, Key and Peel, you know, all okay, the you're name dropping, you're cool, we get it. We <laughs> Paul's a pretty cool guy. All right. I didn't I, I couldn't help it. I just knew him from Chicago, you know, and Matt TV was almost just an extension of Chicago. It was, you know, I feel like I've never even gotten like the gravity of it, like, oh my God, like we've actually been on television. Oh my god, I've actually been in a movie, you know, where you just are like, okay, whatever. And then you're like, but not everyone has got had that chance, and not everyone. I couldn't find any clips. It. I couldn't find my TV clips with you in it, and I want to see them. I want to see if there was a sketch that made it. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I found some on, on, on YouTube, and one of them is Inappropriate Car Salesman, which is another, which is a sketch that would never make it. It was Mike McDonald and Paul Vogt. And at one point, Paul Vogt and I we were like, hey, we should do a show together, like Vogt, Votto and Vogt, uh, or Vogt for Votto or something. You know, we, we come up with some funny stuff. Uh, so Paul Vogt is a twin. He and Peter Vogt. They're both, uh, and they were in like maybe the Princess Diaries, maybe the first one or the second one. Really, really funny. And it, I've, that's when I realized that's the first time I did drag because I played Paul Vogt's mother. And he, he goes into a Mini Cooper dealership and he's a big guy. And Mike McDonald, I mean, Paul Vogt walks in the first line is like, oh, he goes, oh, the candy machine, it's right down the hall. Uh, and I mean, it is like fat shaming joke after fat shaming joke, you know, using the R word uh, at the end. I think that was the out of the sketch. So I mean, I have a small appearance in that, and I know it's on YouTube. Where I'm uh, and and you know, Paul wasn't wearing like falsies. I they put like balloons or something really big. So I had like giant breasts, which I I was like, this is fun, you know. And uh, so I, I, I when I wasn't, I'm like. How do, man, how do you guys do it and not just touch them all the time? I was just like, and Paul, you know, I, I walk out and everybody was laughing because Paul had like really sad ones and mine were like really nice. Um, and I'm only saying that because that was appropriate then, not now, of course, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s probably. And then there was another one, which I hope my friends at, at the Arabian Nights don't find out about, where I played a sheik with a harem and... I was in the audience for the, uh, the Price is Right or the Streets will, will Run Red with Your Blood. And it was hosted by Al Barkour. Bob Barker? Bob. Bob, Bob Barker. Oh, Bob right, Barker. Right. Yeah, I'm like, Bob Al. Barker. Okay. But it was hosted by Bob Al Barkour. And uh, what, what I just remember one of the funny lines was like, you've, Fra Frank Caliendo was, was the, the guy uh, doing the voiceover. It's like, you've won a brand new car. And it was like a cart pulled by a donkey. And when they cut to me, I had like a like a saber and an AK-47. You know, so it was like all these stereotypes that I, I, I mean, I don't know what kind of grief we would get. And I had many wives, of course, because I was a sheik. And uh, so I would be curious to see. So that I know that's out there. Uh, I know what else. I saw another one where, where I think I just, Mouth the words like "what the," uh, and whoa, that, that was, I've seen whoa. that. Whoa, Paul, the fact yeah. that you can replicate that—what an actor! You know what? I've done it twice. So I also did that same line. I was—I just—I never even thought about this. On the Sarah Silverman show, I was the chef at Romanski's, and uh, when, when Jay Johnson goes uh, that Sarah Silverman pees the bed. And and somebody goes like, "What the?" And I go, "So because I've done it twice." So you were I so mean, good on Mad TV. They saw you. They go, "This guy." I've never seen anyone mouth the words the way that Paul can. Wow. I, you know, you, you might be onto something. I'm just saying, we put that out there on Instagram Live. Someone's gonna see you in this live and be like, "Whoa, the way Paul." moved his mouth i felt the emotion come through even though he was saying nothing he was just melting you're gonna book something i'm just saying I, i'm the what the f guy yeah you should add that to your clubhouse bio it'd be very confusing you, you know that when people walk in here that's what when they see me they'll be like what the f who's that 
<laughs> oh, that actually is amazing. You're that's not his face. <laughs> it's his voice. That's not his face. Oh, that just sums up this whole chat. That's so funny. Oh my goodness. Okay, look, we, I mean, at first I had on my bio that we did the slow clap on Clubhouse, but no one was responding to that. Um, I had to take it off. It hurt me because I thought we had created something good, but no one was understanding it. No, I took, I took it off of mine too, because I thought it was pretty, pretty funny. I thought it was brilliant. And I would do the slow clap sometimes and people would be like, oh, do you have a question? I'd be like, no, I'm trying to do a slow clap. I know. It's ridiculous. Look, oh, uh, I, at least two people appreciate the slow clap and that would be the people that created it. So that's all that matters, I think. <laughs> that's it. That's funny. Ernie G said Romanskis, yum. Yeah, I was, I think I was actually, my name was Vato Romanski because I was supposed to be the owner of Romanski's diner. And I had a, I had a scene with a Steven Root and he actually called me Vato. So I was like, well, I guess now that's, that's, that's my character name on the Sarah Silverman show is Vato. <laughs> How was the Sarah Silverman show versus Matthew? Just, I'm curious, was it, do you prefer one versus the other? Or is it kind of just, I want to perform and it doesn't matter where I perform? That one. But, you know, they, they were both, uh, they, they both were, were, I mean, it was just a lot of fun people. Like, I got cast on the Sarah Silverman show because Rob Schraub's wife, uh, you know, because we've done a, a, a program called Channel 101 together, which was where you would, they, you, you might get cast in, and that's where, like, uh, the, the, you know, uh, Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, you know, the guy from Community, and all those guys came out and was Channel 101. So they did, every week you would, you would put up, like I say, a pilot. And if, and if it won enough votes, then you would make uh, a second episode by next week. So you'd have a week to come up with another episode. And if it won again, you'd keep going. So there were shows like Yacht Rock. I mean, I didn't, and I remember Sarah was, was in some, some, you know, Jack Black was in some of, some, of the, some of the episodes of Channel 101. I was on a hit show called Classroom, where I played Grotto not Vado, and I played Grotto's mom. And I think those are also, if you, if you go to my YouTube, I think I've got some of those up there. Um, so, because I knew Rob Schraub, who, had, who was directing Channel 101, and his wife just, she was like, oh, you know, Eddie Pepitone is, can't come in this week to play Chef Romansky. You know, why don't you have Votto, you know, see if Votto's available, or something like that happened where, where I just got a call, and I was like, yeah, of course, I'd love to, be, you know, do the Sarah Silverman show. So whenever Eddie Pepitone couldn't do it, I, I, they would just, you know, put me in it. Uh, but they were both great. So it was Cedric. I worked on Cedric the Entertainer. And the great thing about Cedric, which I will take with me, if I were to do a show, I would do it like Cedric in that he made sure that everybody got a laugh. He was very giving, you know, which wasn't like the case when I worked on What About Joan. Granted, that wasn't a sketch show. You know, that was a sitcom. And yeah, of course, Joan Cusack should be the funny one. Uh, but she very with funny. Cedric, <laughs> with Cedric, he made sure that even the people with the smallest lines got laughs. And that was Dr. Ken's first TV appearance, I believe. And I helped him with that. And, uh, you know, I, to this day, I will take credit for all of his success. Definitely. He's like, oh, yes, uh, I don't I don't credit Paul Vado, but everything I learned about comedy was from him. <laughs> no, he was already he was already a very funny guy. You know, he was doing stand up, but I don't think he'd ever done sketch before. And they 
had another Asian guy in there. Again, it was a stereotype stage uh, uh, sketch where I was, was, it, was I Pepito? I was something very, Jose. Uh, and my, my, the outline was, I fix it. You know, because Mexicans can fix anything, you know, the car and the lawn or whatever. Um, well, could you fix it? That was, that was my line. I could have fixed it. I'm Latino, of course I can fix it. And, uh, and Dr. Ken came in that Friday to replace another Asian actor who just couldn't get it. He couldn't get his part. So Dr. Ken came in and that's when we met. And I was like, I, whatever you do, don't play it like a hip hop guy. Cause that's what the other guy kept doing. And they, I go, they got rid of him. So I would play it different. That was yeah. so nice of you. Oh, of course, but, I mean, but he was so nice. And I'm sure he still is. You know, uh, and and uh, so I was like, of course, I'm going to help this new guy. And he was funny. And, you know, he, you know, he kind of told me a story that he was a doctor and, you know, he'd been doing stand up and this was his first TV thing. I'm like, definitely, man. So so I just I go, this is what happened with the other guy. And I go and, they, you know, he's not here today. You're here. So that's not what but they I, want. I feel so much for the other guy. Did they tell him to stop playing it that way? What happened? Or they just like, eh, they we'll tried. find someone else. Okay. And he actually had already been on like some, some, maybe some movies like with, with, uh, you know, like one, one of these, you know, black comedies that he, maybe he'd already been in. And he was, uh, he, I, English was, was a second language. And I think his comedy suffered because of that. Because like when we were in that circle, I still remember it was so cringeworthy. We were in that circle and, and, you know, the, the writers are trying to come up with a, with a funny line that works and he's trying to help them. And I'm like, dude, like, you can't, you know, you can't keep interjecting. And, and the thing was, it wasn't even like he tried once. And every time he tried, it was just horrible. Like, because of course, there was like one Jewish guy. And there was, a, I was the Latino guy. Dr. Ken was the Asian guy. So there was one of each, you know, or he well, at the time he was that Asian. And I feel like he said something so like, it was offensive. Like, oh, well, why don't we have the Jewish guy try to try to pick up a penny? Like, <laughs> I mean, look, every comedy sketch that you've been describing on this chat has been quite offensive. But yeah, that, that you gotta, depends on who you say that to. And if they have the power, yeah, I can see that uh, not going so well for him. So, 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 and, and he was also playing it like hip hop, but he couldn't really even do, like, I think Dr. Ken could have done hip hop. But when he, so when he came in, I go, and I think that was his first question. He goes, well, because when you read it, it seems like you would want this guy to be hip hop. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's the nice way of saying it or what, but, you know, so, so Dr. Ken goes, he goes, so is he like, like hip hop? I'm like, I go, no, <laughs> I'm like, no, I go, but I go, this other guy also did this. I'm like, so I don't know, play it, you know, I guess the way they tell you and don't, you know, don't try to help him write a show. And, and that, so that was his first time. And then soon after that, you know, he gets like the hangover. I'm like, oh my goodness, what, you know, so of course I've always been very proud of him and the nicest guy ever. You know, so that's so, so that was, that Cedric, look at you. made sure that everybody got a laugh from, you know, because he, he was also an ensemble show with, with, uh, do you know Sean Majumdar? He's Canadian. He was on a hit show. In well, Canada. all Canadians do know each other. So, yes, I do know Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean Majumdar. Well, he's back in Canada. Uh, and Amy Brissett, JB Smoove. And then, like, Louis C.K. was one of the writers. I remember that. Um, but, yeah, he, Cedric was just, he made sure that everybody got a laugh. And 
which I haven't seen that a lot of times. You usually, if you're the star of the show, like it's about me, you know, you're here to serve me type of a thing. So. But that's such a nice environment to have feeling so supported like that. And again, it's not that you do comedy because you want to have the laugh, you know, that line that makes everyone laugh, but it just, there's something so nice knowing that you have that funny line. There's, I, I love those characters so much. I mean, a year later, I was, I remember I was pumping gas somewhere, maybe right in the valley, because I also used to do a radio show called The Pocho Hour of Power, which is on KPFK, left-wing radio in LA. And um, I was pumping gas, I saw a moment sure I was right in the valley, and all of a sudden I hear, I fix it! And it took me a second to go like, wait, what's that from? I'm like, I go, that was my line. That was my line, Inside Entertainer. Who th no one saw that because I feel like it didn't. That I feel like the episodes I did never even aired. They're in, in the DVD box set, but I feel the show got canceled. And this, these were for the next season, uh, or maybe it aired once, but that was it. And I look around, and I'm almost sure it was Stan Latham who was the the he was I think the creator, but he was definitely a, a producer on the show. But out of nowhere, I hear this, and he pointed at me. So like a year later, <laughs> I got recognized from what, you know, from one of the creators of the show. So that was, that was kind of fun. That's so fun. Especially where you don't even expect it. You're like, hey, whoa. I, you I know, know what, did you, did you go full diva? Um, excuse me, I'm busy with my gas right now. Okay, my agent will contact you. <laughs> I think he was like across the street. It was something crazy that I, I was like, where the heck did that come from? And then I saw him like in a car, maybe driving away. Like I was like, holy shit. That's so yeah. No, no, I was like, hey, they recognize me. I know, me. I don't think I play it cool. I'm like, thank you for watching anything that I do. That's, that's probably, would you like an autograph? No, we don't, no, I will give you one. I have it in my I, car. I, I have a pen right here. I have a, I have a pen, I've got it ready. How about I pay you to take my autograph? <laughs> that's why I shortened my name to Paul Vato. It's easier to autograph. Nobody asks, but I'm ready. You have to have, in case your headshot is you're wearing darker clothing, you have to have this silver marker. That's what they do on Broadway. It's very clever. So you can sign their clothes or? No, no, no. So you can, sometimes when the programs are, there's a lot of black on it. So you can sign it on top of the program. I thought it through, that, not their first day on Broadway. That makes perfect sense. Getting you prepared. I love that. And then when people um, get your autograph and it's, you're signing in silver, I'll be, guys, I told them this here. This is what happened. So your Dr. Ken story, this is gonna be my, my Paul Vado story. <laughs> the exact I same thing. It. The exact same thing. I've I've signed autographs because they thought I was somebody else. What? That's fine. Yeah. So you fake a signature? No, I signed it as myself because you know again it's like full transparency. You know I never want somebody to go like wow that Paul Vato like like he's just full of it. You know so I'm gonna tell you the real story. But sometimes it comes across as like were you on Matt TV? Yes, I did a few Matt TV episodes. Was I a cast member? No. No, I was not. Did it feel like I was? Well, yeah, because I was there every Friday that they filmed. Every other Friday I was there. And, you know, it was like, oh, hey, man, the, the Chicago mooch is on. We're like, that's right. <laughs> you know, and it was great because we didn't have to spend money on food or anything. You know, you would go there and you would eat and then you would drink afterwards. And then once I did Cedric, I wouldn't even hang out at Matt TV. I'd go over to Cedric because it filmed in the same lot. I walked into one day and they're like, are you, are you on the show this week? I'm like, nope, I'm here for Club Cedric. So I bring cigars and we'd sit up there and smoke cigars and drink. And, and they had a good party. Like they had top shelf booze. 
not not none of this Matt TV stuff that the actors have to buy their own stuff. Seven's is, production company was buying the good stuff. That's why every, see everyone wants to work there. Everyone gets a laugh. You get a party. That's good yes. business. That is good business. You get the uh, cigars option. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Right. I love I love hearing these behind the scenes stories so much, and it's funny. I w I didn't even ask when I was curious about Mad TV. I didn't even realize if you were a cast member or not. I just want to know if you were on that show because that was me. I thought Mad TV was so much funnier than SNL. I've always thought that. And now as we discuss the sketches, I wonder if Mad TV will be allowed on at all. And I don't think so. But I guess the writers would have pivoted in a sense. They would have had to have pivoted. And they tried it. I mean, they, two years ago, you know, Adam Ray was on and I forget who else. Uh, so Matt TV came, made a short comeback a couple they of years did. ago. They did. Yes, they did. I just remember that as you told me that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, clearly, how'd it go? <laughs> it's not on anymore. But it, uh... it, it, you're going back to what you said, both, you know, Touched by an Anglo and Matt TV and all that. I, I would also be very curious to see if we could put it up and not get, you know, canceled. And I, and I, I'm, it probably would not be Latinos that would cancel us for using the term wetback for the wetback street boys. I just they would probably word. laugh. It would be somebody that takes offense to us using it because it's offensive to us. So it, yeah, I think comedy and I find that such a challenge because you don't want to offend, but sometimes offensive things are funny in a sense, if you do it the right way, but it's still, you really don't want to offend people. And no one, I don't want anyone, if anyone were to see anything that I did, I don't want someone to get offended. I well, just want to make some, I just want to make someone laugh. I just enjoy yeah. that. Well, that's why when, when you asked, I was like, you probably should not do this interview in brown face just because I'm Latino. So that's- I'm glad, I am I'm glad we had that chat before, right? Because yeah. that's, that's yeah. my go-to. So there you go. Sure, sure it is. Of course it is. That was the filter option. I'm like, oh, no, Paul and I have discussed not to do it. Uh, somebody needs to do that filter. Be like, it wasn't, I didn't do it. It was a filter. Yeah, that wasn't me. I actually did try and use a filter today. I wanted to like try and look nicer. And it was, it was awful. So this is, but then I see, I also didn't know that you would come on with all your hair. So the bar this is, is the set filter. very low. Yeah, guys, Paul is very clean shaven. Uh, this is all this is all fake. That's so <laughs> fun. Oh my god! Is there anything you want to promote? Uh, sure, a, a, a couple things. VatoCigars.com, which so I can continue to support my acting habits. Um, I would like to promote my podcast that I co-host, uh, which is just starting to kind of find its legs and. And we're putting those up just, you know, once every couple of weeks. And it's called Just Saying with, a, with the three dots at the end. And you can find that on Snappy Bigman Coffee, which is what I'm using to hold up my phone here. Otherwise, I would hold up a bag of Snappy Bigman Coffee. Um, and that's with, with a friend named Christopher Manzo. who We've kind of had almost parallel lives in that. He was a cigar rep. He's actually, he studied at Second City for a while. So, so we've kind of had this parallel uh, um, existence. Uh, you know, I'm in the cigar business. He was in the cigar business. I, at first I was in the coffee, ice cream and coffee business. You know, I had a gourmet ice cream and coffee shop in Geneva, Illinois, outside of Chicago. 
And now he's in the coffee business and that's, so we're kind of using it to promote his coffee company, but it's just, it's just saying, so we're just having conversations. Uh, we've brought in, you know, we have, we've had a wine expert uh, that's, you know, that we've met along the way, you know, most likely through the cigar business. So it's just, a, just a lot, you know, about an hour, hour and 10 minutes of just conversations. And if you go to Snappy Bigman Coffee or just Snappy Bigman on YouTube, you can follow us on YouTube. And then I know that it's up on all the, uh, and all the other platforms, you know, iTunes. And I am uh, working on my podcast where I'm, I'm doing it through Clubhouse and I'm recording through Clubhouse, uh, but I'm gonna see if I can actually record through this because I, I like this format as well. It's, it's a lot of fun. I wish you could go, you know, horizontal. I know this is such an annoying, when you transfer it over to other forums like YouTube, it just looks awkward. But you can take this audio and you can put it onto other forums like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, which is what I do. So that's, you know what? So I do need to talk to you about that um, because if you can strip the audio and then just put it up as a podcast, I would, you know, that's also an option. So I was trying to do that. I'm doing, I guess, through Clubhouse. So I've, I've had three really good interviews. Uh, Tanaya Cleveland, who's an, act, who's an actor. Oh, yeah, I did a who, thing with her. Yeah. Okay. So Tanaya. Uh, and then. I, so, so I think I, we were both on the right track because when I met her, I was like, ooh, I'd like to interview her. And so she was my first. And then Je, uh, uh, Maz Jabrani, who's a stand-up comedian. He's Iranian-American um, comedian, but he's a comedian first who happens to be Iranian. And that was a, a great Clubhouse interview. And then uh, Eric Everhard, who's Canadian, and as the name suggests, was in the adult film industry. But he's so much I more than that. Did not get that from the name at all. So that's. I Eric. heard heart. Was it not? Hard. Eric. Oh, Ever, okay. Ever okay. I heard heart. Hard. I'm like, oh, he's full of heart. Okay. Oh, now, he's full that, of that's it. Yeah, we, he's full of heart. We clarify. There we go. That's Eric Everhard, uh, which I think is a great name. Again, I like punny names. You know, whether it's Touched by an Anglo or I just saw a website that somebody just bought called uh, Farmers Farmers Barket. So it's like. A farmer's market but for dogs you know things <laughs> things like that um and i know that punnery sometimes is the lowest form of comedy but i love it i love a good pun i, I think Classic. it sets especially with our show touched by an anglo it set you up for a very funny show especially when you could back yeah. it up so was that vodka mezcal tequila yeah it's uh all three l'chaim l'chaim mazel um Yes, I said so, a lot of Jewish words in this one. Let's throw them all in there. I, you know, yeah, of course. <laughs> She's going to start speaking Hebrew and you're going to totally understand it. That's how, <laughs> that's how this you is going to end. You have, a you have a beautiful punim. Oh, it's a rabbah. Okay. <laughs> that meant thank you. Uh, I should translate. Can, yes. <laughs> okay, you, you're not blue. Um, maybe let's not say that. That's rude. Nope. Okay. But is it? Okay. You know what the word means. That is... Okay. <laughs> How would I know? I don't speak Hebrew. I'm sorry. Oh my How God. You're just, that's, that's basically Yiddish. That's not the same. I was going to say, sorry, I don't speak Jewish. I don't speak Jewish. <laughs> oh, Paul, you are entertaining. I'm making sure there's nothing else I wanted to ask you, but you've covered pretty much everything. Actually, I ask all my actor comedian friends this. Is there one project that you like your dream project? I'm always curious about that. I never have an answer, but I throw it out there for other people. 
I, th I feel like everybody else, you know, like I would love to have my own show that would be a combination of the office, you know, the British office, uh, but and, and like Curb Your Enthusiasm, because I love the improv aspect of Curb. Uh, and I'm into a lot of the British shows, but even like uh, An Idiot Abroad with Carl Pilkington. And uh, it's the, the, these, a, a lot of these came out of, you know, from the early 2000s, the, the Ricky Gervais show basically that they did on X, XFM or Sirius uh, in the UK. And uh, then it became the Ricky Gervais show on, on HBO where they, where they animated it. So, uh, but, but I'm a, I was a big fan of, of the British office and because it feels like it's improvised, but it was you know, 100% written pretty much. But I love the way Curb does their show. And, and I'm a big fan of Larry David. And I, I'm an acquaintance of, of Jeff Garland. And so I've always wanted to do an improv show. It would be more improv. It would be, you know, me finding my improv friends and putting them in the show. Because knowing that we can get to where we need to be without worrying about it. But, you know, here's an outline. Like, what's, what's this? This a whole show. Yeah, it's four pages. You know, but we got to get from here to here to here. And it's improvised and then just capturing, you know, the, the, the best. So, yeah, that and I, I guess world peace. I was waiting. I'm like, he's just going to say something that makes. That was well said. That was well said. So. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Your dream job is world peace. All right. That's... World peace. And if not, then, then I want my own show. Yeah. Would it be the Paul Vado show? I would totally use my name. I would call it the Robin Deverett show. Yeah. Uh, I, and I've written something which is, which is like a modern day Ricky and Lucy. Uh, like I love, the, I love Vato or I love the Vatos. I, I wasn't sure which direction. But, but basically it would be like a reverse Lucy where, where I'm the Lucy character that's always scheming and trying to, you know, trying to, trying to uh, keep the mustache then well I'm gonna that would be yeah. I'm that's the signature it. okay i'm gonna keep it and uh yeah so i, I wanted to, i wanted to do that where where yeah i i'm the lucy character almost and i've always got plans i've always you know so i've i've written that um i i did write i i didn't write it but i gathered i have something called the vato sutra which is oh, updated. we did discuss that. Yes, we did discuss making that into a children's book. I think. <laughs> did we? Okay. Uh, in my head, it. It, it would be a great children's book. I wouldn't doubt it. I Gotta start it. young. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so, so there are a few projects, and then my podcast. After talking to people, and maybe you guys can help me with this, uh, is people like celebrity interviews you know, just called celebrity interviews. I think I ran, you know, Paul Votto presents. Yes, I thought that was fun. Presents ex-celebrity. Robin, Canadian, eh? A. <laughs> Can I tell you the power of Clubhouse? People, there are so many people that um, they come across as being way more important than they are sometimes because there are people that I've heard through the grapevine and I think they're a huge deal. And then I talk to my friends that know them. And they go, why is this person so successful? I'm like, oh, I don't know. They just come across as very, they know their stuff. I think confidence takes you a long way on Clubhouse. But maybe in life in general. In life in general. Like, yeah. I've, I will never walk into a room thinking I don't belong. 
and I think, you know, that comes with age. It comes with not necessarily success, but I think it comes with, yeah, you don't want to walk in somewhere and be, you know, the small person in the room. You, I feel like, I mean, you kind of want to know your place depending who's in there. And maybe, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it's that whole thing of, you know, you have two ears and one mouth, try to use them like that. But I don't want to walk into, into a place and go like, ooh, I don't really belong here. Granted, I've never done it looking like a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> so that might, that might change when I walk in and they're like. You know, maybe yeah. next time you do one of these, just warn the person that's doing it with you. Hey, just so you know. I mean, look, I'm messaging you and I'm thinking you're going to match your headshot and you came on. And there was a second where I was like, what? what are we doing? What happened? Is this Paul? Is he like, is he going to hold a newspaper saying, save me? I don't know. So I, I'm glad that you're okay. And this is just the look that you've chosen, but I wasn't ready for it. I'm Paul's kidnapper. Wouldn't it be funny if there was a twin? It would be very funny, but also alarming at the same time. I would love to have a twin just for all the jokes that we could do and all the, but a twin that no one knows about. That, that's the dream. A hundred percent. So is this recorded? So, so this is recorded and then it stays up on Instagram? This whole thing is recorded and staying up on Instagram. You can watch it as much as you want. Uh-oh. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have said so many things. It was entertaining. I'm like, I hope you know this is being recorded. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly don't think you said, you didn't say anything. You were just saying your, again, I will preface, this is all just a casual conversation not meant to be offensive and really none of uh I don't I don't know what else to preface is there anything legal I have to say I, I have no idea it's just a conversation that I record <laughs> now that we yeah. say it like this it's quite creepy but at least you know you're being recorded as opposed to sometimes people record conversations and you didn't know like that could happen anytime on Clubhouse you gotta be careful oh no a hundred percent and that's why if I record a room and, and I'll only record you know, interviews, and I'll put, you know, record it. Uh, I tried recording the Chicagoans in Hollywood. And there's a lot of great information. I, I think when when, um, when Melinda was there, I, uh, I snuggled, because if, if, if somebody's there to give some great information, I'll record it. And but mm -hmm. I put it up up in the headline saying, we're recording, because I feel like I'm going to go through them. And, 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 and I'm sure there's some good information. So when people ask, hey, well, Especially, how do I get into acting? You're like, you know what? It's recorded right here. You know, let's not go over it all over again. So I'm trying to put together a, a you know, a resource center of sorts, if you will. Well, and that, I think that's part of why with Clubhouse, I hate that you can't record it because there are such valuable conversations that I've listened to or been a part of. And I think those should be recorded. And I think that's part of why I love recording these lives because the stories that you're telling I love learning about all the behind the scenes stuff. And I think you've done some really awesome projects and got to work on a lot of cool things. And I just think you're such a fascinating entrepreneur. You're like, yeah, I started in this, now I do this, and I'm gonna do that. So I, I just think it's very motivating for people to hear, just keep pushing and, you know, figure out your business, figure out what you're doing, adapt as needed. You know, you're auditioning for different roles because that's what you do. <laughs> that's your appearance now, that's totally fine. But I, I think it's very good for people to hear. So that's part of why I'm recording you, Paul. But also, yeah, you know, I just want to justify this hour plus that I'm spending online of, I swear it was a productive day, people. 
Well, I'm sorry. Was, I, I, that, I was just going to say, that might have been funnier in my head. Everything that I'm saying, I can't gauge my comedy as much anymore. So, yeah. It's, it's good. You're very Is it? Okay. Thank yeah. you. He, you know yeah. what? It's, when I talk to people that are comedians, they don't laugh as much as other people that don't make jokes. So I never know. I can never tell. But I'm glad that you appreciate my humor. And that's part of why I enjoy chatting with you. Well, thank you. And likewise. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, it, it's, it's, we hang out with people that think that, that they think that, you know, that we're funny type of a thing. So it's like, oh, they've got a great sense of humor. No, you think that because they laughed at your, at your jokes. So that's why you think that, you know, your spouse has a great sense of humor because they're laughing at what you're saying. But, uh, but and, and you're, you know what, you're so right. Uh, because you've, I've heard so many things, but I will pay a compliment where a compliment is due. And so if I had one for you, I would pay it to you. But, you know, uh, no, I'm kidding. But, but that's the Gotta thing. Gotta earn it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, you know, I'm sitting there going like, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. And then you're like, well, then maybe you should at least, you know, because maybe, maybe it's that brain that where, where you're listening, because then you're like, okay, now how do we create something even bigger than this? But I'm, I'm, I'm very much listening going, oh, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. And I do that, you know, and that's something that maybe we, we should try and get over and actually laugh. Like, but there are, sometimes. I think it's but, in this medium, I'm aware that you can see my face, but there are times when I'm just talking to people and I, I say that's funny. And I don't, I, I, it's so interesting. I wonder if it's just like the camera's on and this is actor Robin slash, I feel like I need to show that it's funny. So I think if we were just having a phone conversation, I'd probably say that's funny. That's funny. Isn't <laughs> it? That's good. You, you know what? Probably. But since, so, so thank you because that also helps me because I should be acknowledging when something is funny so that you know, and you're just not like, well, why am I wasting my time? Oh no, see, that's okay. I have enough confidence to know that I am funny. So I don't need right. validation. It's okay. It's okay. Brush it and, off. And you should because you, you really are. You, you, I mean, since day one, since we met, I was like, wow, you know, you, you are very funny. But I just assume it's because, well, because you're Canadian and because uh, you're Jewish. I mean, so Jewish Canadian, classic comedian combination. That's, that's how we roll. That's how you roll. But no, it, it's so interesting because you, there are a couple people I've met on Clubhouse that I'm just so, when I, when I was talking and I'm like, okay, this person gets my humor. It's very rare. It's very, because you, all you have to do is, is listen to how they're saying it and what they're saying. And it, not a lot of people, <laughs> I haven't found that many like-minded comedians on Clubhouse yet. So I was just so, I'm like, oh, Paul will be my friend. It's decided. Twill. And you used to stalk me all the time and then the novelty wore off. So you were like. So fun. At one point, I, no, I actually have taken a huge break from Clubhouse because I was getting a little obsessed with it. So I was just on it. That, I think it was your, that room where we officially met, I think, where it was 10 hours or something. In this it, And I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm in this conversation and everyone's fascinated. And I can't stop listening to people. And it just, it sucks you in. And I had to, like, my mental health was go. I couldn't get off of it. I became obsessed with it. I'm like, I'm on it. I wake up, clubhouse, just always on it. I'm like, this is not okay. I will go to rooms that I can add value to or rooms that I want to listen to. But right now, just taking a step back. Just uh, give myself some breathing space because it was a little, a little unhealthy for me. Yeah. 
Well, and for the people out there, if you're getting value from this, by all means, please hit the love button. Is it a like button or a love button? <laughs> I think there's a heart. Oh my gosh, aren't you so used to that? Please follow. Uh, give give the moderators a follow. Maybe send the money. That's an option now. I, I think you have that option too, Paul. Send me send me a little shekel, a couple shekels, whatever. Uh, Finny, I'm Finny just shekel. I like meeting people. I don't need your money. I think that's weird, but why not make money? I don't know. There's two sides to that. So I'm I telling just, you, I, I'm not going to take advantage of, of my iPhone people. I'm going to take advantage of the Android people that are, that are about to onboard, and it's happening soon, like next week or within the week. So They just made very good updates to Clubhouse. They changed the face, too, and I'm like, whoa, is this the right app? This is the new face. Do you see that? I'm like, cool. I, I did. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to submit my photo, turn it into a black and white photo, and submit it. Maybe. You should be next. You are the next face of the Clubhouse app. I see it. Oh. Don't, don't change anything. This is Clubhouse. Take, I take the glasses off just so you look a little more, not even, yes, exactly. It's the side profile. Oh my God. That's it. That's the shot and cut. That's a wrap Me? folks. All right. Craft services uh, in your respective areas. Somebody started doing my joke on craft services and I, 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 I forget who it was, but it was, I think somebody that I know, but uh, somebody that's on TV and, uh, but they were basically saying what I was saying a few months ago when I did the Uber Eats commercial, that it's embarrassing to walk up to craft services and start, oh, Ike, my, my buddy Ike Berenholtz, I saw him on a show and he was kind of doing the same, the same joke. And I was like, oh, of, of course, Ike, Ike is already on it. But it's embarrassing to go up to craft services and go, okay, I'll have some chips, I'll have some candy. So now it's kind of like, oh, I'll have an apple and a banana and so... <laughs> Yeah, everyone uh, judges you, okay? And sorry, are you saying that Ike stole your stuff or did you hear Ike say it and you're taking his stuff? Well, we now, don't know. I think it was me. Yeah, I, I feel like we both kind of came up with it at the, almost at the same time, except he said it on television. So oh, it's, it's, it's his. Yeah, it's, it's his. It's his. I don't know. Um, the power of Instagram Live, guys. Uh, it, might, it might be false. I'm, I'm liking this. I'm really liking this. I think I'm going to uh, start because I know that I have to start doing Instagram lives and TikToks. So. Uh, the TikToks. Yes. I think I posted another one the other day because I thought it was funny in my head. But yes, I, I another love hate relationship social media thing. It's another platform. Oh, and then I just got invited to onboard. No, if this is Fireside. another thing. No, I don't want to. Fireside. I can't. I can't. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to know. I do want Mark to know. What is it? What Cuban's is it? new app to challenge Clubhouse. Marky Mark. Nope, that's not even the right Marky Mark. Anyways, still, I'm calling him Marky Mark. Me too. And, and that's probably why they won't onboard me, because they're like, who's your dream, dream interview? And I go, my dream interview, you know, I answered it just like a, you do to a camera. My dream interview would be Mark Cuban, because he's a self-made man. And then, but of course, I have to be honest, I go, and he owns this app. So. Oh, I don't have a dream interview. I don't know. I just want to talk to people that I find interesting and that can hold a conversation, which is half the battle sometimes. You're like, can I talk to someone for this long? Apparently, yes. We've been talking for a while. We did it. We did it, Paul. Bring well, out the balloons. I don't have any. I wish there was something fun. Uh, I don't know. I was looking for like a little, oh. 
I'm just I'm just doing this because I feel. Oh, like I, I'm like. Do you have something to offer? Do you have a balloon in there? Okay. Well. Oh, a cable. That's the cable guy party. But I've, I've got my my system set up so that when I do start, you know, and and I'm so what I'm hearing people. is you were okay with subpar audio quality for my podcast, but for yours, you're gonna care. So thank you, thank you so much. If I if if I'd have gotten up a little bit earlier, I tr I tried it, and if and if, and if you have uh, if you have if you have time, I would like to see if, if I am able to record on here because when i hooked it up i couldn't get i couldn't get any audio i don't think oh interesting interesting i mean you know what we could do we could end this and then start another one so i'll save this and all the goodies and fun things that you've dropped i'll be like oh my god guys paul vato is so cool i'm gonna follow him and send him money on clubhouse and buy cigars i'm not a smoker so i'm not promoting any kind of cigars but I want to also support my fellow actors. So it, it's a really, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know my thoughts on your cigars, my friend. That's a struggle. It's, and, and they're not for everybody. And I understand yeah. that. And it's not even easy to get them into Canada. I got to say, hey, enjoy these candles. And uh, oh, yeah, oh, it's tell people that. <laughs> they know the secrets now. Anyone that's bringing in candles, now everyone knows. You got to be careful what you say on these forums. You're right. You're right. I should, be, I should be more careful. This is a test. This was okay. Everything that you shouldn't say. So glad that you felt comfortable saying on this platform. But maybe just uh, going forward as a host, you got to be like, you got to be neutral. Just uh, is Switzerland still neutral? In my head, they are, and they have good chocolate. So yeah, you got to be Switzerland. Perfect. And I also have so many questions about this. Like, how many people watch it afterwards? So so whenever it's appropriate, I would like to. Uh, We're gonna do know. one right after this. We're just gonna do another test run. And then is it is it a private room or, or doesn't what well, doesn't matter right? Oh, it's public. Everyone's going to see the test. I think it should be really fun. That's going to be part two. Part two. I'm yeah. Unless you want to start it, do you want to start it and try it, or do you want me to start it and you want to see being a guest? Oh, you know what? Maybe I should I should try because I don't think I've ever started one. Yeah, it'll be fun. Perfect. Okay. I, like that. I look forward to you. I mean, on, I just wanted to know about some of your experiences. Uh, I mean, you've done a, a ton of stuff. Like your resume is very impressive, but I, I don't know. I think we covered a lot of a lot of good stuff. We didn't discuss the yoga. I did want to touch on that, but yes. You want me to touch on it now? No, I did eventually. We'll touch on it at another point. We, we've been talking for a long time. I'm, I'm impressed that anyone's still watching. I think it's really Me just too. family and friends. I'm like, thank you guys for still watching. We don't even know what we're going to talk about next. Maybe that's what's so <laughs> enticing. <laughs> but no, Paul, thank you very much for your time on this. I look forward to attempting another one with you shortly. Okay, so uh, how, how, much, how much time do you need? Oh, I'm just going to uh, take five minutes to load this up on Instagram, uh, tag you and stuff, and be like, Paul was great to talk to, even though he didn't know what he was doing. going to really sell it. I'm going <laughs> to... And okay. this is weird, like keeping everything, you know, in frame, but. This is my go-to dance move. It's literally making a box in a box. It's very meta. You can't walk like an Egyptian, no offense. You know, so it's all gotta be in here. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna end. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for your comments. Paul, thank you for joining.
There might be another one coming up, who knows, very shortly. But for now, I'm going to say goodbye. I really want a tagline. We'll discuss. But for now, it's just going to be goodbye awkwardly. Uh, thanks for watching. Okay, I don't know how to end this. Oh, awkward. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Giggles. Bye. <laughs>